0: Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome on in. This is the most exciting time of the year. The playoffs have already started, and Calvin and I are going to tell you who's going to win each first-round matchup, regardless of what's happened in the first game or two. My name is Matt Rory, and you're listening to Careless Whispers on CLNS Radio. Calvin, what's up, buddy?
1: What's up, man? Pretend you don't know anything. Pretend Pretend you you don't
0: know anything. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to drift into some hindsight at some point in this show. I'm going to have to. Uh, based on some of the recent events that occurred over the weekend in the first round of the NBA playoffs. But we do like to try and get a show in with our predictions, at least uh, in the first round as things get started here every year. And uh, even though it's not happening live before the playoffs started, these picks were indeed made before the playoffs started. Uh, Calvin and I were in contact with each other over the weekend and whether it be Friday night or Saturday morning, those picks were in before that first game on Saturday at 1230, which I hate that start time. I don't know even, did, do you even get up for those games? Do you get that excited? Uh,
1: oh, I thought you meant literally do I get up for those games. The answer in both cases is no, right?
0: <laughs> yes, I, I did mean did you literally, literally get up for those games. Good to know that you missed that first Toronto game. So you, you didn't even see any of that, so you're can't really judge for yourself in that series, anyways. Maybe this will work out. Um, but since considering that the Celtics are playing tonight at 7 p.m. in game two of their series against the Atlanta Hawks, we've only got half an hour. So uh, we're going to rip through these things and it's going to be a quick special edition of the show here tonight. So we're not going to really take in any callers, but I encourage you to listen to the Celtics post game show here on CLNS Radio. After the game tonight at 930 Because Calvin and I will be hosting that as well So if you want to call us Do it then, don't do it now um, Alright Calvin Yes, please Can I, uh, can I do a quick, a quick
1: segue uh, I'm setting up my gambling for tonight uh, Is Joe Kelly going to beat you Smiley? Yes or no?
0: The Red Sox struggle struggle Against lefties uh, Joe Kelly is, ha, it Has not really given them a great start yet, Calvin, but everybody else in the rotation seems to be picking up speed, so maybe this is Joe Kelly's night to shine. I don't, I I can't give you the who's going to win the game, but uh, I would probably go with a Joe Kelly no decision going into f- six innings. All right, fair
1: enough. I, I can read between the lines. Take Cabo Bay, done and done. <laughs> All right,
0: let's, let's,
1: let's do this.
0: All right, uh, do you want to just start with the order that I just sent you? For your picks, or
1: uh, yeah. So we, we can, do a, we can do, No, we'll do that. We'll talk about our original picks and whether or not you're second guessing them. Lori, let's let's talk about the series of game we're about to watch. The Boston Celtics against, against the Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I originally picked Hawks in seven. I believe you That's, actually also picked and 7. I did, right?
0: unfortunately. I mean, I'm ashamed to say it as a Celtics fan. I just didn't believe in the team being able to win in that Game 7 situation, but I did think it was going to be a long, drawn-out series. I did pick the Hawks to win that that Game 7 at home. So, um, in hindsight, it's, it's a little tough to speak because, I mean, after Game 1, things looked really bad for the Celtics, having lost that game at where they had to come back. They lost Avery Bradley due to injury. Kelly Olenek not going to be playing tonight, so we can talk about his impact or lack thereof on the game after uh, on the post-game show. But it, it, it appears on the outside as though this Celtics team is backed into a corner and that they uh, have nowhere to run and that it's going to be a short series now. But as I said to somebody at work today, that seems to be when the Celtics play their best, right? They've surprised me time and time again this season. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that has been looking, sort of thinking that they're going to lose a game and then they come from the depths and find a way to win it. So I would not be surprised if they stole the game tonight and, and found a way, but uh, <laughs> I would not to put your, your, your to take a, the line from you just a minute ago. I wouldn't, I wouldn't gamble on it. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, I originally picked the Hawks in I mean, you know, There's a sort of line of thought that Brad Stevens coaches the Celtics up so much that they Sort of maximize their potential in a way that other teams haven't. In terms of the regular season, maybe they're not a team with another gear because you know they're already playing at or near top gear. I don't know where you go alongside with that. I think at this point it doesn't matter because we're not going to see the truce. They're they're definitely a team that you know <laughs> has players that uh, aren't complete players that sort of function well with each other and they know yeah. how to play well together. I, I think removing Bradley from that equation, it's going to make them hard hard for this. Hard for them to well, win the series. So, if I had to revise my pick, I'd probably take it to Hawks in six. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know I, what?
0: I'd if push. I if I had to revise my pick, I'd take the Hawks in five at this point because I think uh, Brad Stevens would coach them up to win a game or two w- without Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk. So uh, that's I mean, he's a main one of the biggest reasons that I th- thought the Celtics were going to be able to push the Hawks to seven in this series because Stevens finds a way, like you said, to maximize the uh, potential of all players on his team. So maybe he can find a way to to get Terry Rozier off the bench and uh, sub in a little bit and play some quality minutes. Maybe we're going to see RJ Hunter for a little while. Maybe he can put some quality minutes on the floor. I'm not so sure. I don't, I mean, both those guys are rookies. So it's tough to trust those guys, but they have shown flashes of being able to play in a league. So we'll have to wait and see tonight uh, and talk about that a little later. But if, like I said, if I was going to, repick I'd go with the Hawks in 5 at this point without Bradley it's just I think it's too tough of a a, a climb for the Celtics team but
1: all right well we'll get into the we, we
0: both agreed on the on the, yeah. uh, the Hawks winning this series so we'll just go with that
1: yeah okay i originally said uh, the Miami Heat in 6 over the Char- Charlotte Hornets uh i think that the Hornets are a team that it is interesting to me they have a lot of components that are like they sort of have a little bit of everything now in a way that they didn't before, especially with adding Batum and with Walker uh, developing three-point range. I just think it just comes down to playoff experience, and you need to lose <laughs> in the playoffs basically before you can win. Before I'm a believer in you, I need you to see you win a playoff series. I don't think the Charlotte team's ready to do that. And uh, in hindsight, I think my Heat and six predictions is, is still about right.
0: Yeah, I'm going with Heat and five, and I can i pretty much agree with everything you said but i think it I must, I must think it factors in a little bit more i sort of look at this as a smaller version of the celtics and the Cavs last year it's a, it's a young hungry charlotte team and they're going up against a, a quality veteran miami team and it's it's just a lesser talented version of that cavs celtic series in my opinion and uh that's so that's why i since they're closer together i'd give the hornets a game uh at, on their home court but i don't I don't think they're going to win more than that one game. I'm taking the heat in five.
1: Rory, would you trade Isaiah Thomas for Kemba Walker? It's curious. It's a curious question I'm throwing out to you.
0: You know what? I don't think I've seen enough of Kemba this year. This is probably, his, or by a lot of accounts, his best year in his career so far in the NBA. I don't know if I'm qualified to comment on that, but my gut is no, that Isaiah's a better scorer. And uh, I, as far as I can tell, he's a little tougher than Kemba Walker. So, even though he's a little guy, he he, and he was hesitant in Game One, I know, in the first half. But I I just I, from what I've seen out of Thomas, I just I like I like the way he plays the game, and maybe I'm just blind to to Kemba Walker. I'm not sure. All
1: right, fair enough. Uh, I I originally had the Cavaliers in five over the Detroit Pistons. Um, yeah, I I think that uh, you know, the Cavaliers again, like going back to what we talked about with like the Heat, just. The, the experience advantage over the Pistons is something uh, that caused me to make the pick I, I made. But after watching game one, uh, in which I bet on the Pistons to cover, by the way, I sort of feel like I can see, I can see a little crack where where Detroit can make some offense. I don't think they can get it done, but I, I think that if you just look at their size, I think if you look, you know, if you look at their youth, I think Kyrie Irving doesn't guard anybody. You see Reggie Jackson sort of getting off. I think that, uh, Cleveland has trouble playing their bigger lineups. They they sort of had to push Kevin Love to center. I'm not sure they're ready to to run that sort of offense full time. I think they're they're going to to struggle to figure it out a little bit in this series. You know, this series will probably be a test for other series. So with that, I, I'd, I'd like to move my pick to Cavs in six.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I was thinking that Detroit between Reggie Jackson and Andre Drummond. Uh, would be able to steal a game. And I mean, like you said, that first game was, was pretty close. It was a lot closer than a lot of people thought it would be. Uh, But I still think it's just Cleveland in five. I would give Detroit that one game based on their quality players, their top players that I just mentioned, Drummond and, and Jackson. I think if Drummond can have a decent game offensively, or if a guy like Tobias Harris can, Come in the game and have a, a decent game offensively in the paint, and you can give Reggie Jackson some more room uh, to to work on the perimeter where he likes to be. Then you never know; they could, fi- like you said, they could find some offense. They could find a way to steal a game. I just don't think that it's going to be more than that one. So I'm sticking with the Cavs in five and on this one, Calvin, because it just as as talented as Detroit's top level players seem to be. Uh, I just I think that the Cavs are a little bit too top-heavy for them, and even though Kevin Love's getting shifted around here, ultimately it comes down to LeBron James, and while Reggie Jackson might be able to steal a game from LeBron James, I don't think that he's going to allow that to happen more than once. We'll have to wait and see, though, because towards the end of that regular season, the Cavaliers were a little – they had a little bit of unrest going on there in Cleveland. LeBron was had his pouty face on. A little bit, yeah. There's,
1: there's no question about that. Uh, but I think they worked it out in the end. I think this Cleveland team wants to combust, but I, I don't think Detroit is a team is quite the team that can make that happen. I, I'd like to see uh, <clears throat> Drummond sort of what? make this. What, what's that?
0: Sorry, I I had the Cavs to sweep this series. To be honest with you, I was looking at your <laughs> picks. Uh, uh, I had the Cavs to sweep this series, so I will stick with that because I, I mean, oh, even yeah, though have- yeah I'll I'll stick I'll stick with that on with the hindsight. I'll just stick to my guns. I. Like I said, uh, I think that Jackson and Drummond could combine to steal one, but I'll, I'll take that back from just a moment ago and stick to my original pick, the sweep, the Cavs sweep.
1: Okay, fair enough. Um, where was I at here? Oh, yeah, yeah, so so I'd like to see Andre Drummond sort of, like, make this a more physical series than it seemed to be in game one. It seems like you could, you could frustrate them by, uh, you know, him and Morris sort of, in, in, even like a KCP-type, I'd like to see Cleveland get banged around because I I question that team's toughness. I don't know where you're at with that, but I, I, yeah, that's how,
0: that's how you're going to have to do it. That's how you're going to have to do it against that team. That's why I feel like a team like Toronto is a little, and we'll get to them in, in the next series here, but a team like Toronto would be too soft to go up against the Cleveland Cavaliers team. Detroit seems to have that, that toughness to be able to do it. It's just a matter of whether Cleveland breaks or not. And, um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I, I hope Detroit steals a game from them and extends it a little bit, but I just feel like it's playoff time, and that that's that's when things go Lebron's way.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's yeah, it's not even the toughness. Um, maybe it's more like they're emotionally fragile in a way that, like, a team. You know, people try to say you have to wrap up the Warriors too, but I think the Warriors, you know, know who they are in a way that the Caps don't. Anyway, you know another team who doesn't know who they are, really Is the Toronto Raptors, which That's is why right. originally, before the Pacers came out and one game one, I picked the Pacers in seven. And I still feel like, yes, I, I like the Pacers in seven. Don't like them in six. I think Toronto's still going to win some games. You saw what happened in game one Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan came out, and uh, I believe they shot 14 of 39 or something like that. Combined. Uh, something horrible. Look, I don't. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of pressure in Toronto for, for whatever reason that, that that team can't get out of the first round. Uh, they've you know, been here over and over again. They were the favorites last year against Washington. I think that they're feeling the pressure now. And I think Paul George is a guy who's had a lot of playoff experience himself and played well in the playoffs. Indiana's a sort of you know interesting, versatile team. Yeah, they're not quite there yet. But I just look at him and in, in kind of a guy like George Hill, and i just i trust them a little more than i do the raptors backcourt and therefore i'm i'm taking indiana in seven
0: yeah you know what this is this is the ultimate flip flop for me and i'm talking about oh. over the course of a of a season because i was if you remember i was pretty high on on the indiana pacers going into the season and i feel like you may have talked me out of it a little bit but i still had them uh making the playoffs i i believe it the eighth seed uh, and while that was wrong, I, they're the seventh seed, I, I still was high on them at the beginning of the season. Then I lost faith in that team for a little while for some reason, and here I am again going into our, our playoff prediction series picking the Toronto Soft Raptors in six games. Can you believe that I did that? This is the ultimate hindsight for me. This is the one that I'm I'm changing my mind on. Indiana just looks like they have it together a little bit more than Toronto, and... I, I just couldn't believe that the Raptors have never won a game one in a playoff series. They, it, it, I think it was something like eight series. They're own eight now in, in game ones. And they just, like you said, they just can't figure it out time after time. Co- different coaches, different players, for whatever reason, that franchise cannot figure out how to win a game one. doesn't matter if they're home or away. And to me, they just them coming out flat. Paul George is too good of a player. He's top 10 guy in the league. And guys like that see an opportunity and they go and take it. So unless Toronto finds some toughness in the next week, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip and go with Pacers in six because it's going back to Indiana. And if there's no toughness in, from Toronto on the road, then they're not going to win either one of those games.
1: Oh, I like it. It's quite a quite a move, or right? quite a turnaround for you. Um, anyway, let's move over to the west.
0: Yeah, so, let's go. We got twelve uh, minutes left.
1: Yeah, we're making good time here now. We anyway, uh, I, let's let's start out with the uh, one versus eight, where we've seen two games now. Uh, Steph Curry uh, ankle injury could be out the rest of the playoffs. Who knows? Who knows when Steph Curry will be back? Are you concerned at all about the series against the Rockets? I originally had uh, the Warriors winning in five. Um, I still sort of feel like Warriors in five. Right? I mean, you saw what you saw what happened in that game without Steph. They still won it pretty easily. Uh, yeah. Rock hit a three with six seconds left to, to give me the over that I needed in my in my gambling. <laughs> I'm a gambling addict. But yeah, outside of that, I, I don't really see much intrigue in the series. The Rockets just match up horribly.
0: Yeah the Warriors, they, they, if look if they look like they there. just don't even want to be there. We'll see if they can muster up some energy in, in when they go home to Houston uh over the next two games, but I picked Golden State to sweep this series even without Steph Curry. Uh they looked fine. I think they're they're going to be able to go into Houston and get the job done. They're going to sweep. They're going to give Steph plenty of time to rest up and he will be back uh, for game one of the second round. I am putting my guarantee on it right now. I, I heard that on the radio today that there's no nothing to be uh, concerned with on his MRI, so um, it's just going to be some rest and rehab, and I think that he will be back in no time. So I'm sticking with the Warriors to sweep this series and move on to the next round.
1: Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, this, I originally picked the San Antonio Spurs beat the Memphis Grizzlies in four. I thought the Grizzlies don't have enough talent. And more specifically, this Memphis team matches up horribly with the Spurs team. Uh, I think Memphis' best chance to win a series is to slow it down and, you know, try to make it rough basketball. The Spurs like to slow the game down and play rough basketball. The Spurs have, you know, the, the way the Grizzlies could win a series is by uh, – trying to you know feed Randolph on the post as many times as possible. So to uh, brutalize the other team with post play and hope they, that they wear them out. You can't do that to this first team. Yeah. I don't see a way that these Chrisley's win even a game in this series. Uh, I'm standing by my original prediction of Spurs and four.
0: Yeah. I thought the grit and grind was going to get them a game and I'll stick by that just because I think once they go home, it's it'll be a different story and they'll feed off that crowd and, while the Spurs do look like a really well-oiled machine that is going to be tough to beat, uh, I, I think that uh, the Grizzlies can can find a way. They did get blown out in the first game against the Spurs, but like I said, it'll be a different story when they go back to Memphis, and even though they're, they're starting guys like uh, Chris Anderson and Matt Barnes, and they're playing Jordan Farmar, heavy minutes. Uh, actually, he started that game, too. And it's just I think that they can figure it out. Lance Stevenson looked pretty good off the bench in in that first game. And if they can find some sort of scoring, then they'll pull one off in in Memphis. So I'll stick with the Spurs in five.
1: Okay. Uh, Yeah, that's not that much different. So, uh, you know, Dallas beat the Thunder uh, last night in a game in which Kevin Durant shot six of 31. Uh, Dallas won by one point. Uh, I originally picked Oklahoma City in six. Now I, I don't know if you feel like that game has changed what your prediction is. What your prediction is, I can't remember what it is. But um, I think I'm going to continue with my OKC in six. I don't think Dallas showed anything particular in that game. Uh, they defended Katie pretty well, but I think you know Katie just had a horrible shooting game in which she continued to shoot. I still don't like. You know the the way that the Thunder run their offense, it's it's boring and, and miserable. But I just I think that'll happen one more time. KD or Russ will shoot them the the Thunder out of this out of a game, and then they'll win the other three games.
0: Uh, yeah, I picked Oklahoma City in six as well, and I mean that means Dallas has to win two games. Obviously, uh, one of those can come in Oklahoma City. That's fine with me. I don't think that they're going to sweep on their home court like I thought. Uh, that Golden State, or sorry, um, the team we were just talking about. Are you kidding me? Losing my mind. I'm looking at one thing and I'm talking about another. To- totally failing. Yeah. Uh, no, in the East, Indiana. Um, I-, I said Indiana would sweep on their home court if Toronto couldn't couldn't muster up some some strength and some toughness. So uh, I don't. I don't really see Dallas being that type of team that can just sweep an Oklahoma city team on their home court. I would expect OKC to win one of those games anyway. So yeah, the point is OKC, OKC still in six. They just have the firepower and the gun, the, uh, the, the shooting. They, uh, they score the ball really well. Westbrook and Durant are pretty much unstoppable and Durant, like you said, didn't even really have a great game. So, um, they should win the series for sure and I, I just I hope it goes six or seven because you never know if Dirk Nowitzki is going to make it back to the playoffs and seeing him play at the, this older age for the NBA is is a, is a pretty good thing I think it's nice to see Dirk in the playoffs and you never know when that's going to end because he's, he's going to retire someday right and his team is at the bottom of the conference playoff bracket now so you never know if he'll get back there next year so i i would like to see this series extend but i think o k c takes it in six
1: all right and finally uh we have the the clippers uh portland Trailblazers series uh originally i had the clippers in seven uh i think that in retrospect may i i probably maybe didn't uh Consider all the factors in the series if I just looked at I looked at the type of team Portland was and the type of team the Clippers were. But really the problem is is that Chris Paul's really good at guarding Damian Lillard. Uh his physicality, you know, causes a guy like a problems. Um uh, I think yeah, like he's just retrospect- bigger than
0: Lillard. Yeah, he's you know, bigger just than a little
1: Lillard. Bit. Yeah. So I sorry, my computer just uh Pop, something some sort of sound just popped on. Anyway, uh, so I, I I think that the uh, that in, like, apparently Lillard for his career shoots something like thirty five percent against Chris Paul. I think that McCollum can still come up, but JJ Redick also one of the best guard defenders, you know, at his position in the NPA. The Clippers have in, in, increased their defensive rating uh, significantly over the year, but I I really just think this is a matchup issue. I think in retrospect, I, I think they'll be able to you know, win a game or two, I, I think I'd like to push that to Clippers in six, though.
0: Ah, very good. Um, I'm trying to see if this guy is who I think he is. You know their defensive coaches. He's got Mike Woodson over there, doesn't he? The Clippers?
1: Do they? I
0: don't have. I don't watch enough Clippers basketball to have any (laughs) ideas. I thought Doc uh, had Mike Woodson over there as like his defensive guru, because I know he's got like an all-star coaching staff uh, over there in Los Angeles. He brought pretty much every big name that you can think of as far as guys that were available anyway. Um, I'm trying to see if it's here. I can't find it. Anyway, the point I was going to make is that he's got some good coaching over there, and that's part of the reason that the Clippers' defense has gotten better. Can you believe that J.J. Redick is the type of guy that's one of the better defensive guards in the league? I can't really believe it because when he came into the league and for many years, he was just a shooter. And, I mean, while he did give effort on defense, he, he I'm not saying he's a James Harden, Matador type of guy, but it, he just – would be overpowered many times and he's definitely stepped up his game and the Clippers has a whole half and that's how they're going to have to win Calvin because offensively I just I mean obviously Golden State is a better offensive team and at times I think the Spurs look better offensively than than the Clippers do uh, so I think they're going to win games with their defense and if it's going to just continue to improve as it appears to be doing um, I don't see any reason why they they don't take this series in five or six games because if portland can't score i mean they're defensively not really good enough to stop a guy like chris paul or blake griffin anyway so um i just i picked the clippers in seven as well and i would i'm almost backing it off to clippers in five but uh i'll I'll give portland the benefit of the doubt that they'll be able to pull a couple games out here if they can get cj mccollum going because he had a horrible game one so i'll i'll go with you Clippers in six, and that's going to do it. That's it, unless unless you have anything else you want to say. Well, that's all our picks. We got it in.
1: We did. We, we timed it perfectly, actually. I feel like we, we gave each uh, team just, just the right amount of time. Um, so, Rory and I will be back this evening. That's right. Only if the Celtics win.
0: <laughs> yeah, if no, the Celtics don't win, we're no, we'll, we will be back. Um, regardless the game starts in just two minutes now, well, probably a little longer than that with all the hoopla beforehand. But uh, we will be back at 9:30 p.m. or at the end of the game, whichever comes second, I suppose. Yes, whichever comes second, 9:30 p.m. Eastern or the end of the Celtics-Hawks game. Two, Calvin and I will be on the other BTR station here on CLNS Radio. So tune in to the Celtics post-game show immediately after the game and that will be a call-in show for sure you can give us a call and talk to us about what you saw tonight so enjoy the game everybody calvin i'll talk to you in a few hours
1: all right see you later everybody
0: and the close where is it boom There we go